Hey everyone, this is Josh for the Solopreneur Grind podcast, episode number 64. I'm here with Stefan from Lux Relo. Stefan, really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. Hi, Josh. Uh, thanks for the invitation. Um, I'm very pleased to uh, be part of the, uh, the podcast. I've been listening to quite a number of the, the past ones and uh, happy to be here. Awesome. Well, you'll be featured shortly. So uh, I'm excited for both of us to be able to listen to that. I'm sure we have, uh, we'll have a, a pretty cool discussion coming up. Can you tell us, Stefan, a little bit about uh, who you are and, and what you do these days? Okay, I, I'll give you um, a short overview of my background. I'm, I'm French um, originally. Both my parents are French, but I have a quite an, um, an international background. Um, I was born in London, my brother in Djibouti, my sister in Thailand, and my, my father was born in Hanoi and my mother in Madagascar. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a spread, if I've ever heard one. Yes, yes, yes. And um, my father was a banker and he traveled quite a lot. So, um, yeah, I spent also part of my childhood in, uh, in Switzerland, uh, in France, and, and in the UK. Oh, wow. And, and so, Stefan, I mean, I'll, I'll use the low-hanging fruit segue because I know a little bit more about you than our listeners do. Do you think all of that played a big part into what you're doing now? And for those who don't know, could you explain kind of what you're, what you're doing now and what you're focused on? Yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, it's, a, yeah, it's a big part of uh, who I am. And uh, even if I didn't live um, far away abroad in, you know, um, Asia or the U.S., um, uh, like my cousins are, uh, are doing now, I think it's, it's, in, it's in my blood, um, the international um, uh, environment. And uh, I, I think I ended up in the job I'm doing now by luck or by chance or whatever, but it's, I think it was a perfect match. Got it. So what exactly is it that you're doing right now? So um, I uh, have my own uh, relocation and immigration uh, firm um, since four, four years. So I, I'm a quite a young entrepreneur in terms of uh, the, uh, the, the, the time uh, the company was set up. Um, but I've been working in the moving and relocation industry uh, for the past 27 years now. Oh, wow. And can you tell us about how it started, kind of how that, uh, I guess, profession or, or how you initially got introduced to that industry, how it, yeah. How it began? Yeah, the, 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 it began, um, well, I, I did my studies in London. And then as I was French, uh, I had uh, to do my military service at that time. It, it doesn't uh, exist anymore. Uh, and I thought that if I had to do the, my military service, I wanted it to be you know, interesting, useful. Um, so I, I decided to join the Alpine Corp. Um, and uh, within the Alpine Corp, I decided that I, um, I wanted to go for the, um, what they called the um, uh, intelligence section. So it's the guys that are in front that are, you know, uh, uh, checking on, on, on the enemy uh, mm-hmm. uh, in the mountains. Um, and I was lucky enough to do the, um, the security uh, during the um, Olympic Games in Albertville in France, the Winter uh, Olympic Games. And I spent two months in French Guiana um, 
securing, you know, um, uh, places uh, around Guyana, like, you know, the Kourou, the, um, uh, where they have the, um, the space, um, uh, how do you call that, you know, the launching um, uh, spacecrafts. Okay, very cool. And um, when I finished my military service, I decided to join my girlfriend at that time, who was living in Paris, and um, I started to look for a job. Difficult time, uh, took me six months, couldn't find anything. And then one day I saw an ad, uh, they were looking for uh, a sales guy and maybe a future um, uh, you know, branch manager of, uh, of, of one of their branch um, uh, they, they had. And um, when I went for the interview, I didn't know it was a moving company. And uh, when they presented the whole thing, I said, wow, I, it seems great. And anyway, I don't have a job. So <laughs> let's start with that and we'll see how it goes. And, um, and it's how I started. And after six months uh, of being a salesman, junior salesman, um, the, the, the CEO of the company came to me and said, oh, the, the guy in, um, in, in Lyon is uh, in, he's, he's moving to Africa. And um, uh, do you want a job? And I said, well, I don't have any experience uh, as a manager. I'm just, you know, a, a junior sales guy. And he told me, uh, no, um, uh, I, I don't want, uh, uh, I, I don't care if you don't have the experience. Do you want a job? And I said, okay, let's go for it. Mm -hmm. So I did six months training, replacing branch managers in, um, in different places. And I started um, as a, a young, uh, I was 25 at the time, a young branch manager um, without any experience. Hmm. What, what do you think it was that led him to ask you? Were you, you know, exceeding numbers in terms of sales and stuff like that? Um, I don't really think I was exceeding numbers uh, because, um, you know, I was just starting just six months in the job. Um, but I was, you know, open-minded, um, uh, working, uh, in an international environment and, um, uh, always, uh, willing to go the extra mile. Uh, so maybe it's that, or maybe he, he didn't have anybody else right. <laughs> to offer the job to, I don't know. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so then what happens, what was the change like in terms of those two roles? Like how, how was that transition? It, it was huge. It was huge and um, it, it was uh, very difficult for the first, first year uh, and the first months where I didn't sleep a lot. Um, I was the youngest guy in the team, uh, the less experienced. And, um, and it was, um, I had to learn and at the same time um, to manage a team. And, and this was the difficult part because uh, I had to prove everything to those guys that knew, you know, much more and much uh, uh, better than me in terms of, of the industry and, uh, and, and everything. Um, but I, you know, I worked hard. I worked long hours. I uh, unloaded the, the trucks and the container with them and, uh, you know, just to, be, to, to learn the job. And, and um, then I, I managed to uh, gain their... their uh, their trust and to, to, to be able to, to do the job how I wanted to do it. Right. I, 
Can I clarify, Stefan? You said moving company. So do you mean like physical movers? Yeah, re, yeah, phys- okay. physical removal company. Yeah, it was oh, really wow. it was the first company I worked uh, with, and and I, I went to help them. I because I thought I I needed to know the job. I I I needed to understand and to be able when you know discussing with them to be to be sure that um, um, uh, what we were doing and what we're, they were doing was the the proper way to do it. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. So then you, you get that job and, and you're, I, I guess, having to kind of start all over again in the sense that it was a new role, right? You have to do new things, management, all that stuff. And, and, and so what happened there with that role? Well, I, I, at that time, we didn't have uh, uh, internet. And uh, I remember when I arrived, we, um, uh, we, we were still using faxes at that time and cell phones were not existing. Uh, for example, uh, we, had, we had a big region to cover and um, the sales guy, if they didn't call me from, uh, uh, from the customer's place, for example, I wouldn't be able to reach them for the whole day uh, because we didn't have any cell phones. So that's, uh, that's a big change from what we can do now. Um, so I read a lot of bo- books. I um, spent a lot of time colleagues, uh, co- uh, calling my uh, peers and, and colleagues uh, within the, the company uh, you know, to, to learn from them, to ask their advice and to uh, ask uh, how things were supposed to be done. And we also had quite a number of training organized by the company on a regular basis, which is you know, where I learned all the skills. And, and, and then I tried to apply my own managerial skills. Um, and well, I think I was at that time quite successful. I stayed there five years. And after five years, I thought that, you know, um, I wanted to do something else. So I, I asked if they had any other job in the company. I wanted to move abroad, and, but it didn't happen. And it's where I started to look for something else. Got it. Before we move on to where you moved next, uh, any, any uh, books that you remember from that time that were, you know, that it will, can you remember which ones? No, like, not really. I, I don't, I don't remember at all what I was, I was reading at that time. Uh, and I, you know, I was reading a few books, but uh, not having a lot of time. I, I remember working, you know, uh, until uh, 10, 11 at night, uh, at, at least the first year, which was uh, yeah, quite tiring, but uh, it was the only way to, uh, to catch up with uh, the things I didn't know. Right. Very cool. Okay, so, so you decide you're kind of ready for the next step. How did you go about uh, searching for it? And then, then obviously, what, what, what came next? Well, I, I thought that maybe it was time to do something else. Um, and so I started to uh, search for a new job and um, thought about logistics, about transport, about uh, totally other things and um, had a few interviews. Uh, but at the same time, I contacted my uh, ex-sales manager who was uh, at that time working for another company. And again, had interviews and uh, at the end, uh, this guy said, oh, we are opening a branch in Strasbourg. Uh, do you want to do it? So, okay. Um, I thought about it and said, well, uh, the challenge is quite interesting. And anyway, all the offers I received from, you know, uh, other industry are not so interesting in terms of um, uh, challenges and salary. 
Um, so I decided to, uh, to move with my family to Strasbourg and, and to set up a branch over there. Um, so it was uh, kind of um, moving backward uh, a bit because I was alone, uh, didn't have any team and had to do everything. So I was <laughs> not doing the packer, I had a subcontractor, uh, but I was doing sales, I was you know, uh, managing the warehouse, I, I was doing the accounting, but at, at a very um, uh, small level, which was in, in a way when I think about it was kind of being um, an, an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, yeah, it was starting from scratch. Even if I knew the industry, but I and if I was you know working for a big group, uh, it was. Um, uh, by the way, you might know it. It's um, Allied Allied International. Oh uh, yeah, they yeah, are yeah, big in the US. So um, and uh, so I, I I did that and um, and stayed there for um, one year and a half, more or less. Yeah, it sounds like a great training ground uh, for, uh, you know, any any type of business going from there. I'm interested, to, Stefan, how, what was it that led you to what you're doing now? So becoming a, a kind of immigration and relocation specialist. Obviously, there's a little bit of connection between, you know, moving, but, you know, it, it's it's less physical and obviously yeah. more, uh, you know, yeah, on just- paper. Just to um, uh, move forward, so um, after one year and a half, I uh, wanted to again do something else because the challenge wasn't really there anymore. And so I was uh, supposed to go to uh, Paris for an interview and and, uh, with my my, uh, MD for for France. And when I arrived, the guy uh, was with two um, persons from uh, the British office. And they said, oh, the guy in Luxembourg resigned. Do you want a job? And it's how I ended up in Luxembourg, working two years for Allied um, as a branch manager, manager over there. And uh, then I was um, approached by um, um, an independent investor who had a small moving company in Luxembourg. And he said, okay, I have big problems. Um, do you want uh, you know, to um, uh, run it and uh, turn it around and uh, you know, move it? Uh, it was... Uh, a pure local and a bit European company and they wanted the guy wanted it to uh, you know move toward uh, uh, the international business so I, I accepted and um, I worked 14 years for that company but that company was acquired uh, twice once by um, um, international group called Interdean that became Santa Fe and it's it's when I started to do relocation because before uh, we were only doing removals mm-hmm. uh, and but when uh, Interdean um, acquired the company we started to do uh, relocation services so we did more and more uh, I learned the business uh, learned the immigration as well and um, after 14 years, uh, there was a new CEO. He decided that you know he wanted to um, uh, make some changes, uh, got rid of a few uh, uh, country managers, and um, and uh, it's where I I changed life for right. four years ago. So so did did he cut people and and you were part of that or yeah. he made changes? Okay. No, so, he cut people. Yeah, he right. decided that uh, country managers were too expensive and not very efficient. So, in quite a number of of countries, he decided to uh, uh, ask us to leave. Um, and um, I think with uh, I think it's the best thing that happened to me 
Um, I, well, the, the last two years within the company was, were not as um, great as, I, uh, as it used to be. Um, I was not happy. Uh, my wife was, was always telling me, why don't you change, do something else, uh, uh, you know, have a purpose uh, uh, in your working life, which I didn't have. And, uh, but I was staying for the wrong reasons, uh, you know, uh, security of a job, uh, salary, kids uh, uh, starting university, uh, things like that, um, which are, uh, which most of the people uh, use as an excuse uh, to, to, to stay in their job, which I can understand because I went through that. Um, right. Did, did but, you have a, an, an itch for entrepreneurship before all of that happened? Or was this no. like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to know, like, what was the first month or two like after you got laid off? Was it all, oh, you know, I'm going to start my own business or was no, it? Not at all. No, no, not at all. Um, so the first thing I did I, the same day is that um, I called a transition coach and I said, okay, um, I've, I've been telling uh, for many years that I only uh, know how to run a, a moving and relocation a company. And I don't know uh, how to do anything else, which, you know, I was running a company. So basically I could do something else, but mm -hmm. in my mind, it was very difficult. So I, I work with a transition coach, which, um, you know, I think it's, it's very useful. And, and I suggest to people that have, you know, difficulties in, in, uh, in, uh, in their career, or if, uh, you know, they are ending up doing the same mistake all the time having somebody from the outside, you know, not, not somebody that you know, not somebody that uh, is part of your family, but somebody who will push, push you out of your comfort zone. Uh, someone who will ask tough questions on you. And it's what I did. Um, it, it was, um, it was very tough for me. Um, and I, I think it was, I, did, I think I did, did it about four or five months. Um, maybe once or twice a week. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. um, and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. So did my CV, sent a few, you know, um, uh, uh, CVs to uh, job postings and so on. Didn't get any luck. Um, at that time, I was 49, which, you know, it's, it started to be old for some people. Um, mm -hmm. And I think uh, two things uh, made, made me uh, decide to be, uh, to set up my own company. Uh, first one was uh, uh, when I left my previous company, one of our um, customer uh, told us, well, why don't you set up your own company and we'll work with you? And I was more, no way, I mean, why? And then four months after, um, I, I met with someone who said, why don't you set up your own company? You know, you, you could do great things and I, maybe I can invest and, you know, have great ideas. And we talked for one hour. And after that, I said, well, two things. I don't want to work with this guy and I'm going to set up my own company. And it's how it started. And before that, I thought that you know to be an entrepreneur wasn't for me it was you know too risky um, i didn't have the mindset for that uh, but suddenly it was like you know clear in front of me that i needed to be an entrepreneur and uh, and the thing about it is that um, uh, i decided to do it with my wife because she was oh, already wow. working in the relocation business as a, a freelance consultant 
and she had much more experience than me on on the operational part. So um, it's how suddenly, you know, the whole family uh, started to um, uh, support us uh, uh, to um, set up the company and, and be entrepreneurs. Very cool. I, I don't often hear of a transition that goes that way. I, I would say actually most is kind of people have, you know, an idea or, or they are itching to go out on your own. Um, and so I think yours is a little unique in the sense that uh, it definitely wasn't your first thought, but it's definitely a clear sign when you have other people saying you should start your own company. I will be your client. That That's obviously a, a good sign. So how was that a difficult decision? Was that a long decision? Kind of, you, you said then it became clear that it, that it made sense, but was that I, I, over a few weeks? Was, was that a few months? And, and then I'd love to hear how it, you know, once you guys decided to pull the trigger, what that looked like. I, I think the, the whole process started before when I, I, I worked with my transition coach. I asked mm-hmm. myself the proper questions. What I, I don't want to see in my new job, what I really liked in my previous job and that I want, absolutely want in my new job. You know, all those questions and, and that I, I put on paper that I wrote down, I don't want to find this type of uh, uh, things in my next job. And, and so uh, I think it was in, so I was laid off in January and I think it's May, beginning of June that I uh, decided oh, wow. to, um, uh, that we decided that we, we were going to set up our own company. And um, it was it was kind of crystal clear. Um, and from that moment, we just worked on um, setting up the company and be ready to launch it for September. So the whole summer we worked on, you know, the name, the logo, um, uh, registering the company, uh, which is a, a bit more difficult in, in, in Europe than in the US. Um, and um, well, it, what was interesting is that it was also, um, a family work so you know brainstorming with the kids on on, mm-hmm. on the logo on on the name and, and things like that um but i think yeah from that moment when i came back home and told my wife we need to set up our own company it was pretty clear that it's what we were going to do got it and then so what do you recommend people do in terms of planning because i think a really important aspect of starting your own business is determining what you need to kind of do before you launch, right? And, and you said it, it sounds like you spent about a summer um, getting everything ready, branding, website, et cetera, et cetera. Um, how important do you think that was? And then I'd love to hear about like the first few months after September, how, how that went. So the, uh, planning is important. Um, but also, I mean, for me, in my case, when, when you... Uh, you start being an entrepreneur very often it's difficult because you launch a new product you've never run a company before um, and you go in a market or, or, or a city or a country where you've never worked before in our case we were uh, we started in luxembourg I, I i worked you know 20 years in luxembourg um, i knew the market i knew the product what i and i was running a company uh, what I didn't know is to be an entrepreneur, and um, but it was for me. It was I wouldn't say easy, but I as I was running a company before, 
um, all the legal and technical aspect, I knew them. So it was quite easy to put them in place. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need to plan. You need to, you know, um, uh, to set up to-do list and, uh, you know, follow to-do list by type of work to do, legal, you know, website and so on. Um, and important thing also is, uh, is to do, uh, for me, it was all cheap, all free. Mm-hmm. So everything I did was, uh, the, the, my only thought were on that. If I can have it for free, I'll take for free. If it's, uh, and then otherwise it's, it needs to be the cheapest as possible to start with. Right. Um, has your mind shift, has your mind's uh, set changed on that regard since? No, no, I don't. No. I'm, I, I, again, uh, what we can do nowadays uh, with the tools we have on, on you know, the, the apps, the, 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 the internet, you, could, you couldn't do it 20 years ago uh, because you didn't have the tools. Uh, mm-hmm. Nowadays, even to register a company, most of the information is online. Most of the process is online. Um, the website, I, I designed it myself uh, because it's something I like. But of course, if you're not an IT minded, then you need to, you know, subcontract that part to someone that is a specialist in, in, in that field. Um, but yeah, for us, most of it, we did ourselves. The only thing we didn't do is the logo design. We, you know, there, you have web platforms where, you know, it's you, people bet and, you know, provide projects and uh, you, you just uh, choose the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, uh, well, how the mindset changed, um, uh, what, what was a bit of a, a shock, even if I, I knew it is that, um, as I had been on the market for many years and that, you know, I knew the customers, the suppliers, uh, uh, I thought that it would be quite easy to, uh, you know, get customer, uh, uh start to work with me. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's like starting from scratch again. Uh, the only advantage is that you know the product, you, and you know the customers, you know how to uh, you know, uh, sell it, but you have to start from, from scratch. Uh, most customers uh, don't work, want to work with you because you don't have any track records in terms of you know, your company and the services you can uh, offer, even if you know, some of the HR knew me. That's, you know, then the... Uh, um, their colleagues uh, were more, you know, not so sure about should we work with a small company that is starting. Uh, mm-hmm. So that so, was the, the the toughest part at the beginning. So how how would you describe that first year? Then was it a relatively smooth transition? Uh, was it very slow for the first few months, or you know, like? I guess at, at what point did you kind of did things kind of pick up and, and you felt a little bit more comfortable, felt some traction? Um, really one year. And f- from, I mean, I don't know if it's uh, something you, you heard uh, when uh, interviewing people, but from what I heard on my side, uh, very often people say, yeah, it's one year, one year by, you know, you, you, need, to, uh, you need to convince the people that uh, your company mm-hmm. is here to stay, that uh, you are able to uh, provide the services you are selling. Uh, so it, it took uh, one year. And, um, but most important, it also um, uh, showed me that uh, I needed to be more in front uh, in terms of uh, personal branding, which I didn't right. really do in the past working for a big corporation. 
and it's it's how I started to learn that I you know need, needed to be representing the company, to be the image of the company, uh, going to networking events, um, be um, very active on social media. This I started right, right away uh, when I launched the site. Uh, right away, at the same time, I had. Um, um, uh, a Twitter page, a Facebook page, LinkedIn page, and you know I was sharing articles and so on, which I, of course, I I still do. But I I really wanted you know to um, be sure that uh, uh, when people would search for a relocation company in Luxembourg very quickly, I would be on the first page and not on page I don't remember forty six or forty. Mm -hmm. And where did, did you learn that from having previously managed the, the other moving companies or were you relying on information online? Um, well, all the managerial part, all the accounting part, that, that was fine because I, I, I learned it from, from my previous company. But really, um, all the rest, uh, personal branding and, and uh, social medias and so on, I learned it um, um, looking on the internet and talking to people. Mm -hmm. Got it. Any resources that you recommend for those who are maybe newer or, or getting started or even just thinking about entrepreneurship? Like any specific blogs or, or resources specifically that you were checking or still checking? not not something particular but um yeah i was you know reading articles and um and checking uh, uh specific blogs from people um but i think you need to to be a bit open minded when you 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 look at um, information but also be careful not to spend too much time you know uh, surfing the internet because otherwise yeah, you 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 lose time and, and it doesn't bring any benefit to your company. Yeah. It's, it's a real fine line between um, like research and uh, preparation and, and execution, right? Like, like yeah. uh, the, that balancing act I think is super important as an entrepreneur. Uh, Stefan, so how would you say the last couple of years have been compared? Um, you know, how, how, how has that evolution looked and, uh, and what's kind of the main focus for right now, especially given the circumstances I'd be interested to hear? Well, we, we, we were happy to have um, uh, a growth every year since we uh, founded the company. Um, and uh, well, our, our main focus is um, um, customer service. And it's also, I mean, we use a lot the word partnership. So partnership with the, the corporate accounts, partnership with the, the assignee, partnership with the freelancers. You know, we, we want everybody to be part of a, a big uh, team. Um, and uh, it's not, you know, someone working against uh, the other one or, you know, I will squeeze the prices on the freelancer so that I have more margin. No, it doesn't work like that. Uh, and now I'm able to do that and I'm able to... Uh, um, you know, work the way I want uh, and to, pro to go the extra mile if the customer needs, you know, an extra service, which um, it's sometimes difficult to do in a big corporation. And mm -hmm. being flexible and um, listening to the customers, um, it's, I think, what makes the big difference. Absolutely. What do you think are the two or three biggest lessons you've learned uh, growing your company over the last three, four years? Um, it's hard work. Um, 
I'm, I'm happy to do it now uh, with uh, grown-up children. I only have my daughter at home um, uh, for them uh, now um, because it's hard work and especially working with my wife, it, there's a, a difficult limit between personal uh, and professional lives, which, mm -hmm. which we don't really mind because, you know, we can arrange our time as we want. And if, for example, I don't want to work a certain day, I can do it, um, but that's that's um, uh, a bit of a challenge if you have young children um, because you you need to you know for example I'm going to my wife is more on the operational part but for me I'm I'm the the sales guy and and the networking guy so mm. uh, some weeks I can spend you know um, three or four evenings just going to networking events which is tiring and and you know you need to be you know professional you need to be uh, lively you need to uh, do your personal branding um, but it, it can be tough and sometimes uh, you have months that are not as good as the others and uh, it can be a bit depressing and yeah I think if you have the possibility when you set up a company um, if you can do it with someone that's much easier because uh, you're not you're never down at the same at the same time and so you can have you know the support of uh, your 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 business partner mm -hmm. um otherwise like we did last year uh we we took a business coach um a kind of mentor uh which i think is is very important at, at a certain stage in um in the, the life of the company because otherwise uh, as the company grows you spend more and more time in the day-to-day -day, um uh, work uh, and you don't focus on the broader picture mm -hmm. and by hiring this guy where you know we have regular meetings and, and Skype calls uh, he just uh, 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 take us backwards so that we have we look at the broader picture um, he's um, uh, you know giving fresh ideas from uh, outside the industry uh, as he's working with different industries, he can, you know, uh, look at best practices in other places and uh, ask us if we can, you know, if we can try it on, on our business as well. Um, so that's, that's uh, something that I really like because, um, uh, yeah, it's, it brings us uh, a lot of uh, added value to our business. Got it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I had one of my own in my second year. And especially because I was working primarily alone, it's so helpful to have that uh, fresh perspective. Uh, Stefan, just last question or two. What's it like in Luxembourg? And uh, can you give us like a super high level primer on what it would be like to visit? So Luxembourg is very small. Uh, you only have 600,000 um, uh, oh, wow. inhabitants. Um, what is particular about Luxembourg is that it's surrounded by uh, Belgium, Germany, and France, and every day you have 200,000 uh, cross-border workers that are crossing wow. the border, uh, which is a bit of a challenge in terms of, of traffic, mm -hmm. uh, and which has been a bit of a challenge uh, since uh, the, the borders are more or less closed with the, the coronavirus issue. What is great about Luxembourg is that it's very international. Uh, you walk in the street, you hear people uh, speaking, you know, uh, German, English, Spanish. Uh, you go to the town hall, uh, the, the person in front of you will speak four or five languages. Hmm. 
Um, and, and what is funny is that uh, when you ask the people uh, that you meet for the first time, oh, how long have you been in Luxembourg? And a lot of people say, oh, I came for a two, three years assignment, which was my case. And you end up being there 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, why, do, why do you think that is? Because it's, um, it's easy to do business. Um, the government is uh, pro-business. Um, uh, uh, people are open-minded. There is so many different cultures that um, um, people are able to uh, live and work together, which is, which, which is great when you see what's happening in a lot of countries, actually. But mm-hmm. in Luxembourg, you know, um, uh, the, the, the prime minister will uh, do some of his speech in English just for the international community. You go on, you go on the um, uh, official website. It's uh, you have an English version for the for the locals, which you, you, you really means something because you know you go in France or or, or Germany. I'm not sure that um, it would be translated in in English. But that's what is particular uh, in in Luxembourg. Very cool. One one day, Stefan. One day, we'll see you there. Um, <laughs> awesome. Pleasure. Yeah, no. So Stefan, last question is, do you have like one or two comments you would leave with people who are thinking about getting started on their own, right? Maybe they're in a nine to five that they're not enjoying or they're going through tough times now, especially because of COVID and and the given circumstances. What's like, what's one or two pieces of advice you would, you would want to leave the listeners with? Get out of your comfort zone. That's the first and it, and it's not easy. I went through that and I didn't want, you know, to do it. Um, but uh, if you are not able to do it uh, by yourself, ask, you know, a transition coach or someone to, you know, uh, kick your ass out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I would also really encourage people to uh, develop their personal branding uh, through LinkedIn, through um, uh, going to networking event, doing, you know, uh, uh, podcasts like you're doing. Um, and try to work with like-minded people. Uh, it's much easier. Um, and, and also focus on what you're good at. When I was saying, you know, I, I developed my own website. If you're not good at it, you know, just uh, let somebody else that it's, is much better than you do it. Or if you're mm-hmm. good at sales, but uh, not do, doing, you know, great at accounting, then, you know, hire the best accountant and let him do the, the, the figures and, and make sure that you don't lose uh, uh, any money on your taxes. Um, and also read, read a lot, uh, which I wasn't re- really doing in the past. So I read more and more um, business books uh, mm-hmm. to, to have, you know, uh, information from um, uh, people that uh, can give great advice on, on the path of an entrepreneur. Awesome. I asked for one or two. You gave us five or six there. So we got some bonuses <laughs> for the listeners. Stefan, really appreciate you coming on, sharing your story. The, the insights are super valuable. Uh, if people do want to hear more about your company or, or yourself, where, where do you recommend that they take a look? Uh, the easiest is go, to go on LinkedIn. Um, uh, they will have um, all my details, uh, company details as well. And um, I'm quite active on LinkedIn, posting on a regular, on a regular basis. So um, please uh, feel free to connect if you, you need you know, any information or advice. Awesome. And I can vouch for it because that's actually how we met, right? Was uh, was through a, a LinkedIn group. So uh, highly recommend you reach out. We will have a link to Stefan's 
profile and uh, and probably the website too in the description, uh, no matter where you're listening this to. Stefan, thanks again for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Josh. It was a really interesting uh, uh, interview. Like I told you, I think when you asked me, uh, it was a, a new exercise for me. So getting out of my comfort zone. That's it. You practice what you preach. It's great to hear. All right, <laughs> Stefan, really appreciate Thanks. it. Hey everyone, Josh here, checking in just one last time. Wanted to say thanks so much for listening to the podcast episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. And if you want to keep getting more of the Solopreneur Grind content, make sure to join the email list. What I do is send three emails a week with additional content, such as what's going on in the background of my Solopreneur journey, insights I'm having on business, and updates when new podcast episodes like these come out as well. It's free. It always will be. The link to join is in the description of whatever podcast platform you're listening this to on. Really hope to have you on the list and continuing to share these awesome solopreneur journeys and insights with you as well. Have a great day and hope to see you soon.